broadcast. This is your emergency broadcast system. It's time for the hashtag Biz with the Fear podcast. Business as you've never heard before. This is an ACS executive production. Now belt up and shut up. It's going to be a bumpy looking ride. May God be with you all. Good. All right. Well, good afternoon and welcome to another episode of Hashtag Biz with the Beard. I am your host, Kerfee Smith, the Beard. And if you want to hear future episodes, make sure you subscribe to this podcast at anchor.fm biz with beard. Or you can find us on one of these other platforms, Google Podcasts, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, Podbean Breaker, Spotify. And we also got some uh, social media pages out there. You can find us on Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So um, welcome. And yeah, you may have noticed the title has changed the show. Uh, we were hashtag biz with beard and bald. Um, but my uh, partner in crime, who's still my partner in crime and best friend in the whole world and love him, Scott, um, his, uh, his business uh, is just taking off. So now I don't know if, um, if anybody really noticed before or really knew this, we tried to put it in there, but, uh, Scott's out of Houston, Texas. I live in Atlanta and, uh, we, we do this show, uh, remotely getting guests to call in and, uh, recording that from three different locations. Scott has his own business. I have my own business and businesses. And uh, Scott's uh, Scott's business, Top Five Athletics in Houston, Texas, is really, really taking off. And um, you know, you know, I'm I'm really happy for him. I'm happy for his family. Um, that is a big passion of his. He does a lot of athletic training, uh, mentally and physically, for student athletes who are looking to elevate themselves to the next level. And it's good, again called Top Flight Athletics. So looking at the schedule and what we wanted to do with the podcast and where we wanted to take it and how much time we want to put some content out there, um, Scott felt this time it would just be too much uh, for him to, him to take on. And, and he, he really needed to focus on his business because it is just growing leaps and bounds. So, you know, congratulations to you, Scott. However, do not worry. He will be making some guest appearances on the show Uh as a uh, guest host and so uh, the banter will probably still be there every now and then and I, I look forward to those episodes uh, tremendously. Um, with that we'll be having other uh, guests on the show and other co-hosts as well. Um, as I mentioned I have my own business and I don't know if a lot of people caught that before but uh, I run ACS Executives and uh, basically what ACS Executives is is a um, small business when I say small I'm talking you know companies under you know 50 million dollars in total revenue um, we're a small business uh, uh, consultants but we're a little bit different because we have a lot of outsourcing tools that a lot of other small businesses or coaches don't have um, one of the things that I always saw uh, when I was a CFO and a, uh, and a banker and just so you know on my just give you my resume uh, since I really don't have one but I'll, I'll throw it out there I was in the financial industry commercial banking for 
14 plus years, uh, vice president of a bank uh, on the commercial side, and uh, you know had a lot, a lot of financial and sales experience in that during that time. Ran some sales teams, uh, you know, met a lot of businesses. And one of the things I always saw in a lot of these businesses was a lot of small businesses were lacking some of that. You know, I always say you don't want to be a too corporate, but they do are lacking some of that corporate skill set. And you had CEOs. Uh, of these companies or owners of these small businesses that were wearing multiple hats. And it made sense because a lot of times a smaller business, especially ones under 10 million in revenue, um, really can't afford to have that CFO or chief operating officer. And so you'll have the CEO and he'll wear, he'll wear all the hats. And, um, you know, to hire that six figure guide, it was just really impossible. So that's what I started to create ACX executives. After I went into banking, I was a chief operating and chief financial officer, a large uh, multi-million dollar parts and product distribution company uh, for the motorsports world. And we sold parts and product uh, all over the world internationally. And when I left that, that's when I started ACS Executives. I said, I'm going to take this idea and go help small businesses. Because one, there's a lot of coaches out there that have never been inside of a business, right? Uh, they go buy some little you know, take some class on the internet or on YouTube and all of a sudden I want to be a coach and I'm going to help you scale your business, blah, blah, blah. And they've never been inside of a large business before in their lives. And that really bugged me. And then two, uh, you know, I saw these businesses needing this stuff and I said, what do small businesses need? Well, they need to get better, right? Every single one of them wants to get better, but how do they get better? And, you know, put on my financial hat and my sales manager hat. I sat there and I looked at this and I said, you know, they need help with top line revenue and they need help being more profitable. And so that's where we kind of took the focus with ACS executives was to really focus on uh, coaching and helping them, you know, through the sales processes and, you know, creating leads generation for them and help them with digital, social media, marketing, what have you. So we put together some teams on that side and on the CFO side, going in and helping them do more than data entry that you get a lot from a lot of bookkeepers at least small businesses have. You know, what you put into your financials is very important. Um, and because they help you make future decisions and that's what your CFO does. And so that's what we do, provide that type of guidance and assistance to some of these businesses that they don't have. And we help them get structured, help them obtain capital. So that's, that's what, that's what ACS executives is. Now we will be, I'm excited and I don't know if I should announce it now or not, I probably shouldn't. But, you know, a lot of these companies are paying me, uh, you know, t- tens of thousands of dollars to come in and fix their companies. They paid me a lot of lot, lots of good money. And there's a lot of people out there, entrepreneurs, startups, even smaller businesses, right? Uh, that could really benefit from, you know, my assistance or my, my guidance and helping strategize f- with them. And, and not really just me. Uh, when I take a look at this show, we brought in a lot of entrepreneurs from all over the world. Uh, a lot of CEOs and, you know, they gave great advice. And I said, how can I put these two together? And it came to me and I said, you know, we ought to start like a mastermind, right? A mastermind group, an ACS executives mastermind group, basically bring these entrepreneurs and CEOs together and, and help them strategize uh, to grow their business, but not just grow their business, uh, because it's more than just the numbers. It's more than just the sales. In my mind, it takes five things. You know, there's five pillars to success, and that is mastering your brain, mastering your body, mastering your business, establishing positive bonds with your personal life and your business life, 
And finally, what's your brand? Who are you? Who's your business? Who, who as a CEO, who are you? Who, what do people think of you? So that's so we're gonna be uh, launching something. I know this mastermind, um, and we're gonna call it the Wolf Pack. And if you actually go out to our um, website at www.acsexec.com, you'll see the Wolf Pack there. You can sign up for it now, technically, uh, but we haven't <laughs> got it fully structured yet. Let's go ahead and put it out there and see what happens. But uh, yeah, so it, it, it's out there, and that's something that we're gonna be bringing out. Um, it's gonna be really, really, really inexpensive. We're gonna create these mastermind groups where you're gonna be with other entrepreneurs and. CEOs and working together on those five areas to be better, you know, to be better individuals, to be better, being better at manifesting money, being better at living a healthier lifestyle. You know, that's, that's where we're going with that. So, you know, I went off a kind of a tangent there. Um, but you know, that's what I do. So Scott and I, well, we you know, getting back to this, Scott and I both have different businesses. You know, he has his, I have mine, his right now just needs his attention. So we're excited uh, for the new, uh, I'm excited for this new platform. I hopefully uh, we gain more guests because Scott's not here. Just joking. Um, but, you know, hope we don't lose any and because Scott will be back. He, he will be back and uh, giving us his uh, <laughs> two cents. Um, but we will have some other great guests in here. And, I, and I'm really excited to have, have those individuals. And um, so getting back to the, the five pillars of success, right? So mastering of the brain, the body, your business, that's the ability to manifest money, right? Whether it be personally or uh, through the business. And then establishing your bonds. How is your business affecting your personal relationships? How is it affecting your business relationships? You know, how do people within your organization uh, communicate and feel about you? And, and, you know, let's talk about relationships outside of the organizations with your, you know, your vendors, your suppliers, uh, your business partners. Um, very, very important. And then lastly, the bond. Now I'm, I'm bringing these five up because tying in with what, you know, with Scott, Scott will probably be coming in and speaking quite a bit on the episodes where we have guests and we're talking more about, you know, health related episodes and what have you. So I, I'll definitely want to, he'll, he'll definitely want to be here for those. Um, but we're gonna bring in other guest host, uh, to kind of fill in the other four, uh, pillars that we talked about. Uh, so we'll have hosts that are very affluent in those other areas so one you know welcome again to the new show it's hashtag again biz with beard and uh i really appreciate you listening um we do now we do have and i'm wearing one right now actually apparel so if you want to support us you can go out to uh, anchor and uh request to be a sponsor which we'd love to have or just want to chime in and kick in some few bucks to help us that'd be great or you can actually show your support by uh buying a new a cool t-shirt we have them in black we have them in white and there they are the we say what we want to say t-shirts and if a uh, t-shirt's too much for you and you just rather uh have a nice uh, cup of coffee or whatever you put inside your drink in the morning. We do have the hashtag biz with beard coffee mugs as well. So you can find those at www.acsexec.com under the apparel section and order your hashtag biz with the beard shirt today. So what did I want to talk about today? I kind of went off a tangent there, but you know, every morning, you know, well, let's get to this. You know, we'll talk about, you know, mastering the brain and mastering the body. I have been, uh, you know, really, I, I, I hate running. I, I can't stand running and I've tried it in so many different ways. I've tried it outside. Don't like it. I don't like doing the treadmill, but I do do it. But recently 
I've been doing a lot of studying and a lot of, you know, I'm always trying to learn and trying to evolve and trying to make myself better uh, in, in those five areas. And, you know, that's part of the reason we're having the Wolfpack is that I want to share that information with people as I learn and evolve. I, you know, I want to, you know, help other people learn and evolve as well. And so one of the things that I've been doing instead of running in the morning to get, get going, I've been really into this movement of, you know, a movement of movement, right? Just get up and move. You know, a lot of times people say, hey, when do I start? Or I don't know how to start. You know, I, I, I've been out of shape for 10 years. Just get up and start moving. You know, get your ass out of bed, put your shoes on, get outside and just go for a walk and just do that. And just, you know, create that habit over and over and over every single day. And there's some, you know, there, there's a lot of truth behind this because sometimes when we get in the health kick, all right, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to lose 100 pounds. And, and, and you just go and you go and you go and they get hurt because we're so one dimensional in our thinking. And there's this whole new theory out there being multidimensional and creating movements. And you don't have to be a runner. You don't have to be sprinting on the treadmill for two hours to lose 100 pounds. It all starts just by moving. And anyway, so I, I bring this up because I'm, I'm, I'm in this. I, I'm trying it out, right? And and as you're doing movement, you know, you can go for a nice little four mile walk or whatever, three mile walk, two mile, one mile walk, just to get going. That's all you need. You just need to get going. And um, I've started this, and I've been doing it outside. I've been walking around the neighborhood. I, I live down outside of Atlanta, Georgia, down in Noonan, actually. Um, a lot of beautiful tall pines. The big old southern pines are down here, and uh, there's nothing more beautiful. Walking along the sidewalk in the neighborhood, you having those big, you know, southern pines just in the background. It, I, I just love it. I think it's beautiful, quiet, and uh, and I get a chance to sit there and uh, listen to other podcasts uh, that I like uh, that motivate me and get me going in the morning. And so that you know, I've been doing that, and I've been creating and adding these movements in my workout or on my walk. So you know, I might have different types of movements. Where well, the new one I did this week. Right, I think body squats. Just doing body squats, not with legs, not with weights. Just doing body squats every day is good. Um, it's just you know, there's more than just your muscles. There's more than just your waistline. Man, you got joints, you got you know cartilage, ligaments, all that fun stuff that needs to be. I don't know about cartilage, but ligaments and everything else needs to be worked and uh, needs to be taken care of. And I think it's really important to move your body in different directions that's not normally moving, especially if you're sitting at a desk all day. Or if you, if you do have a physical labor job, you're usually doing about the same type of movement all the time. So it's important to do other movements to make sure your body doesn't break down. So anyway, I'm out here decided I'm going to add squats to my walk. And I'm like, all right, what, how, how do I do a squat and what have you? And uh, <laughs> I decided, for whatever reason, I'm going to squat at every mailbox I walk by. Now, the neighborhood I live in, it's kind of an older style neighborhood. It's a newer neighborhood. It's only about 10 years old, I believe. But a lot of the houses are really close together. Um, kind of like you've seen houses back in the early 1900s that built. I lived in a house uh, back in Peoria, Illinois, that was in the Uplands neighborhood. Um, and if you remember these type of homes back in those times, I think it was built in 1912, around that time. Anyway, it was up by Bradley University. A lot of these homes, two-story homes, front porches, built really close together, had the alleyways in the back that were access alleyways for garbage and what have you. And uh, But the houses are really close together, right? There's not much yard to them. And so now you're seeing a lot of these neighborhoods pop up because people don't want to take care of yards. They work in the city. They come back, but they still want a home for their kids. Uh, live in a good school district, what have you. So they have these homes like this. 
And I, you know, I love it. I'm actually looking to move out to the country, but for now, this 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 is working uh, working for me. Anyway, so but with that, you got all these houses that are really close together. So I have all these mailboxes. There's way more of them than there were in my old neighborhood. Um, <laughs> uh, the previous neighborhood I lived in, the, the yards were bigger, mailbox stretched out a little bit. This one, man, I'm doing squats every 50 feet. It feels like. Uh, and so it probably wasn't the greatest idea to jump into it, but I did it. Went around the whole neighborhood, squatted at every mailbox. I, you know, recently moved here, so I don't know if my neighbors think I'm crazy or what have you, or what's the new guy doing? Is he, you know, does he have uh, you know, gastrointestinal problems? Why is he squatting everywhere? But anyway, that's what I was doing. But anyway, I'm out here listening to this podcast, and there was a moment in the podcast that really hit me. But the term came out in this, and it was, you wake up with one more every day. And I think that's where they were going. They were saying, you know, how, you know, when someone asks you how you're doing, his response is, I woke up with one more today. And that's one more than someone else had. And I listened to it. I, I, I stopped my podcast and I rewound it. And I listened to it again. You woke up today with one more. That's one more than someone else had. And there was so, and it just, it hit me. I mean, it hit me right in the gut. And it's so true. We really get down on ourselves, and we live in a time right now where uh, we're heavily, heavily medicated. You know, depression's at an all-time high. You know, suicides at an all-time high, especially for uh, males uh, that are out there um, quite easily. And it seems like it's happening more, more than ever. Uh, you know, expectations are high. Uh, things are coming out of everybody. You know, and not just males; it's everybody, right? I heard that. It's a term I'm going to try to live by more often, and it's hard. Believe me, it's really hard. But I'm going to try to live by it because I haven't really done a good job of that, I believe, in my past. And I've let my past um, hang around, stuff that maybe I've done or people have done to me and I've hung on to it. Um, or lots of regrets that I have, a lot of weight that I've carried that I haven't let go. Um, I've actually wrote about it recently in an article. You can, I think you can actually catch that out on my website. You know, I digress. I digress. I'm going to get back to the stories. But, you know, I, I haven't done it. And, I, you know, I've had a lot of eye-opening moments in my life where this term, you woke up today with one more than somebody else did, should have meant more to me. You know, and it, and it should. And, and again, you know... It, a term or you know a saying like that isn't isn't an end all be all. It's not going to help you. Um, I do believe in you know uh, doing self meditation every day and doing some type of uh, uh, reading in the morning to get you going. You know, and I actually write down on my you know morning in my bathroom mirror every morning certain sayings that I want to motivate me. Um, but the reality is, and we all know this, anxiety and depression it, it's a real thing. And so some little term like this isn't going to help you. But I think it's a start. I think they are starters for you every day to help you get over that hump. And sometimes, you know, we do need medication. And, and, and you know, there's nothing, you know, there, there's certain obstacles you can't overcome. And I used to never think that, right? I, I used to be, you know, you just get over it and you move on to the next thing and dot, dot, dot. And that's what I did. And, you know, but my I've come to realize if you don't deal with your shit, if you don't deal with it, it piles up. And, and that's what I was dealing with. I had all these regrets and I had all this guilt that I was carrying around. Uh, stupid shit, you know, but I was still carrying around. And at one point, you know, it, it all popped. It all popped. And there I was feeling down and out, uh, depressed. Anxiety, depression hit me. And it hit me hard. And I, I'm willing, you know, 
I'm willing to talk about it. I think, you know, we also talk about it. I think we should talk about it more um, because I think there's a lot of people out there that go through it. You know, I, I'm not, I'm not cured for it. I, I, I've come to the point where I have admitted it. You know, I, I'm a depressed person and uh, you might not think that <laughs> you see me on, uh, you know, Facebook, uh, social media, what have you, but you know, I, you know, I, I have this. So anyway, but getting back to this term, you woke up with one more today than somebody else did. And it is so, so true. As bad as we think our life may be, bills are piling up. We lost our job. My husband left me. There are worse things out there that could happen. And there's nothing more worse than not waking up, being your last day. And, and think about that. What if today was your last day? What are you going to do with it? I mean, is it going to be that big of a regret to sit there and say, I wasted a day sulking and crying? And it happens. But believe me, I, I, I've, been, I've been there. I, I, you know, I've been there. And I don't know why I've let, my, you know, let, let that happen because I've had plenty of experiences in my life where saying like this, you woke up with one more than somebody else did today should have really smacked me in the face. It should smack me in the face every morning. I mean, I think the very first thing, you know, we, we all have death in our lives. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, and, and I'm going to let you get a little bit of the story of me a little bit. Uh, if you don't know, if you are, you know, if you're a friend of mine listening to this, you probably do know some of these stories uh, or past experiences of that that have happened to me. Um, my first real experience with death, I, my, first, my first real experience with death is my grandfather. Uh, on my mom's side, my gra- my grandpa, my grandpa Oni. Uh, yeah, this is his last name Oni. I think there's a Johnny Cash song out there about Oni uh, being a badass boss or something like that. And uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's very, I don't know, I don't know if they're related or not, but uh, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of complicated. Anyway, so that was that was my first experience. It was seventh grade. Uh, I, I remember the call coming. I remember my mom being upset. I remember at that time I was on a basketball team that we were like. 13 and 1, 14 and 1, 15 and 1 or something. I can't remember what it was. And we were going to be playing in the uh, in the conference championship. But I went, no, 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 it wasn't the conference championship. It was the last game of the season, of the regular season. We were playing the team, I think it was Mossville Grade School at the time. And they, I think they had lost one game, but they had beaten us earlier in the year. Actually, they beat us the very first game of the season. We went undefeated the rest of that, and we didn't play them until the last game of the year. So here we go. Winner winner takes all for the conference championship, right? And my grandfather's um, visitation, wake, what do you want to call it, was that night of the game. And my parents and grandparents said, you know, hey, your grandpa would want you to play the game. Go play the game. Now, I think the team would have won without me. I was a starter, but I don't think I was a big point contributor at that time. I mean, actually, I don't think I was a big point contributor in, throughout my uh, basketball career. Uh, but uh, I think they would have won. But I, I did it anyway. And, you know, so it never really shook me. It never really shook me that bad. So the second one that hit me was my, my junior year of high school. I lived on this little small street, like in small town America, a uh, town of about 1,700 people, living on a street, and we were all really close. Um, all the kids played together, all around the same age. You know, my junior year in high school, there was a family that lived next door to us, the Rices. I remember the day, the day they started building their house because they, you know, our house was there first. And there was this empty lot and then the town swimming pool was right next to that. Um, but I remember this, <laughs> their house being built because I used to play in that lot and I was upset that the lot was uh, no longer going to be there for me to play in. But, um, you know, 
got a great family. Got a second mom that lived there. So it, it was it was well worth it. Um, anyway, the, the Rice family uh, was was the name of the family that lived there. And, uh, you know, they had a son. His name was Nate. He was my sister's age, a little about two years younger. Well, he was a year older than my sister, about two years younger than me. So, you know, we all ran around together. June and Dick uh, were the parents. They had a daughter named Megan. And then um, as my um, – so I bring up this up because my and, – and Dick Rice was a, a great guy. <laughs> I was always intimidated by him and scared – a little scared of him. I don't know why. You just, you just are with some people. You know, Dick, Dick was a good old guy. But he loved, he, he was from Prince, he, he loved Princeville sports, right? And uh, you live in these small towns, and you know people just live for the sport. And he would always go to the sporting events, whether it be football, basketball, what have you. Now Dick was in his 40s, I believe, when this happened. He wasn't feeling well. Um, he went to the doctor, and you know back then compared to now, you know you going to the doctor and having chest pains, whatever. They didn't really do much for you, not like they would now. Uh, and uh, I think to this day, I still think to this day, if we could have the technology uh, around, Dick still would be here with us, but we don't. And it, well, as you can tell, um, so one night at one of my basketball games, Dick went to the hospital that day. And I remember. Uh, going across the street to my other friends and we were all there talking and he says dad's not feeling well he's not gonna probably go to the, watch the game tonight and you know dick always went to all the games so it's game night we're in the game and i can't remember who we're playing exactly i think it was like low point washburn something like that in illinois it's some small little school and the game was going um i think we were winning i can't remember we were about midway through the game and all of a sudden, play stops. People are running onto the floor, and I look up, and there's and uh, there's Dick uh, Rice, uh, my neighbor, passed away. He obviously came to the game, died of a heart attack. As soon as he walked in, right there, front row of the basketball game. Now, if that's not eye-opening to you or anybody else, that you, sh- you shouldn't take your days for granted. It should have been, and you know, and, and it was, and it was the one that really you know hit home to me uh, hard was uh, high school. Well, I was I was just graduated high school, went to college. Um, a good good friend of mine, her, her name was uh, Sarah. Grew up in my hometown. She was a couple years younger, uh, two years younger than me. We uh, dated for a little bit in high school. Still, but we're really close, good friends. Her sister, Rachel, uh, was in my class. Sarah and I were really close, um, good friends. Uh, like I said, we dated. I went off to college. When I came back, we'd hang out, you know, I'd you know, go see the old high school basketball games, uh, see what she was up to. We'd go out, you know, it was really good, close friends. And um, I remember one particular weekend I came home and then I came, went back to school. And then Monday night uh, had rolled around and I got a call saying that Sarah was killed in a car accident. And that one hit me hard. That one really hit me hard. And, you know, that should have been a right there, you know, to sit there and watch that family go through what they went through um, at that time. What I was feeling, you know, when I went through that, I was asked to be a pallbearer. That was probably one of the hardest things I've ever done. But the lesson I probably should have took from that is like, man, you know, you walk out that door, you never know. And uh, it, it hit me hard, still does, still think about her. And it's just a sad situation. Um, I think my my next real experience that really affected me was my other neighbor. 
<laughs> yeah, believe me, it's like I live on the street of horrors. Uh, everyone passes away at a young age. And, um, you know, I was in college. I think I was just graduating college. My, my other neighbor passed away of a heart attack, and he was in his 40s as well. But then the one that really, really, really hit home to me was uh, my senior year in college. I was back home. I was student teaching. I was actually uh, student teaching at a high school locally, so I was living at home. My sister was attending junior college, a little junior college there in East Peoria, Illinois. You know, and we lived in, again, like I, said, we, like I mentioned, we lived in rural America, right? The farming community, town of 1700. Kids live out in the middle of the country. And when I say out in the middle of the country, there's a house in the middle of a cornfield and there's nobody around for miles. You just, you know, drove on these back roads that were either gravel roads or paved roads or what have you. And that, so my sister would try, you know, get up and go to school and drive into East Peoria, which is probably about a good 40 minute drive. Uh, I think I used to be, could do it in about 30 minutes, but she would go there and, you know, she'd pick up her friends and they'd go to, you know, 10 class and come back in the afternoon. So one day, um, she went to go pick up her friend to go to class. She was killed in a car accident, hit by a train on a rural road that, at an unmarked crossing. And when I say unmarked crossing, that means uh, I mean it's marked, uh, but there's no lights, there's no gates. It's just a railroad crossing sign, right? And how many people would actually really stop at those? I, I do now. I stop at them all the time. That one hurt, that, that one hurt me uh, because I just didn't see it coming. She walked out the door that morning and didn't get to see her ever again and to watch what my parents went through um it's just devastating it's devastating to me and i never i don't think i really got to grieve i should because i was trying to be the strong one but it was hard very hard i think the last one that really really affected me really really hard a lot of them have but uh, my dad died two years ago and being there watching him pass away again i always look at this hey hey you know, what's worse? You know, hey, it's none of us. It's not a game. Nothing's better. Nothing's worse. It all sucks. Um, it just all sucks when someone leaves you. It, it sucks when someone young leaves because they weren't supposed to die that early. You know, I, I believe a parent should never outlive their kids. It's my worst fear in the world uh, because I've seen it personally with my friends. You know, watch her, her parents go through what they had to go through watch my parents, what they had to go through. That's just a devastating thing. And I just, it's my biggest fear. And I've been blessed for, to have five kids and every single one of them been very healthy. I count my blessings every day for that, but I don't think either one's really worse. And to watch my dad die, you know, as I held his hand was pretty, pretty devastating. Um, to watch life go out of somebody is pretty real. And I don't know if you've done that, seen that, um, I don't think I've ever watched a Hollywood TV show or movie <clears throat> that even really even gets it right. Cause it's not even close to being what you see on TV. To me, it was a little more mechanical than I thought I want that I wanted, I guess and that, that, that was kind of bad. I, and my dad was pretty, uh, out of it at the time. So I don't know if he heard me or whatever, but you know, I got a chance to talk to him quite a bit. So, <clears throat> What I'm trying to say is, again, what has been my problem and why haven't I understood a term like, I woke up with one more today, that's one more than someone else had. Because I have plenty of people in my life, or in my, that were in my life, that never got that chance. So, I need to get my head out of my ass. You need to get your head out of your ass because you've been given a gift today. 
You've been given one more. And that's important. At the end of the day, I mean, you, you, I mean if you do live a long life and are lucky to live that long life, you want to be sitting in your hospital bed or in the nursing home with regret saying, I sat there and I wasted those days. I I binge watch Netflix and that I mean I'm not gonna sit there you know railing people who binge watch stuff I you know I do it every now and then but you know what did you do and it's not really no what did you do as far as success did you build a company I mean are you happy did you spend the time with your family did you spend the time with your kids did you call your parents did you call your mom you should right. Like I said, I got I was blessed to be there when my dad passed away. I wasn't there when my sister passed away. I actually drove by the accident, which is weird. But I, I wasn't there. So if you are listening today, call your parents, call your mom, call your dad if they're still around. Tell them you love them. Tell them how much they mean to you. If you've had a bad relationship with them, show them mercy. I'm not saying you forget everything, but a part of forgiveness is showing mercy and show mercy with people because that's important. But getting back to this term, you woke up with one more today. It's powerful, very powerful. In our uh, mastermind group that we're, we're going to be starting, I mean, mindset is one of the biggest things. It's the brain, right? How, how do we master the brain? How, how, do we get, how do we get thinking right? We can't have past regrets. You, you can't be upset uh, with every little thing in your life. You've got to let some stuff go to move forward. And... You were, you were given one more today, one more than somebody else. You were given one more than maybe a grandparent. You were given one more day than Sarah. You were given one more day than Heather. You were given one more than Wayne or Dick Rice. So what are you going to do with it today? I challenge everybody that's listening to this to do something positive today. By again, going up to somebody that you don't know. Maybe it's in the office that you don't talk to a lot. Someone that's got their head down, just comes into work, puts their nose in the grind. Everyone kind of leaves them alone. A quick hi. Maybe go in there and just say, hi, I'm Curfew Smith. Tell me about you. Right? Maybe it's buying the coffee for the person behind you in at Starbucks. And just turn around and say, pass it on. Or maybe it's just saying that term in general. As you're checking out at the grocery store line. And they ask you how you're doing today. Say, I'm doing great. I woke up with one more. How are you? But by saying that, you could really 
really positively affect the people around you. And those people could positively affect other people. And it trickles on. I'm here to tell you guys, life is short. It's really short. I sit there every day and think, hey, I cannot believe I'm 47 years old. And I cannot believe how fast the last five years of my life have flown by. Um, It's just, it's almost frightening. And I can honestly look at a lot of those five years as I tried to start a business and try to figure out what I wanted to do and where I wanted to be and who, you know, how I wanted to leave a legacy, you know, to my kids. And it's taken a while, I think, and I'm still, you know, trying to figure that out. I think we all are. Um, But I think the key to it is to not just let it go by. If your kids are in college, give them a call. Tell them you thank him. I know they probably hate it or whatever, but they won't eventually. And I know it's tough. If you have kids, you're in a separation, divorce, give them a call. Tell them you love them. Show your ex's mercy. Show your enemies mercy. I'm not saying you have to forget everything in the past. But how you live today is so important because tomorrow might not be there. It might not be there for you. It might not be there for somebody else. You go step out of the front, out your front door today and get hit by a car. It happens. You can die of a heart attack tomorrow. You can get diagnosed with cancer. People. Don't waste your days. Don't waste your minutes. Don't waste time. Because the only one real truth that anybody ever going to tell you is that you're going to die. You're going to die. And that's the truth. We're all going to die. And that could be tomorrow. It might not be for another 20 years. But you're going to die. So what you do with today is important and be thankful that you have that because other people don't other families don't you were given one more today you woke up with one more day what are you going to do with it how are you going to make your life better how are you going to make those people's lives better around you And one way I was, if I could recommend one thing, I would say love, show love, lead with love. I think that's a great, great way to end this show. Lead with love, man. That's the beards. That's the beards advice today. Lead with love, right? But what else? As we sign off, ask yourself, what are you going to do? With your one more. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. Next podcast we will have a guest. And I'm excited to have them on here. So we'll make that announcement this week. As the time goes. It's time to sign off. Thanks again for listening to. Hashtag biz with the beard. This show is in the books. But never feared. The beard will always be here. So until next time. 
Same beard time, same beard channels. Good afternoon, and thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with the Beard. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of a beard. Hey, Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. Let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.